0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? It's good.
1: Love oh it. yeah. I'm singing already. Because
0: it's almost Thanksgiving.
1: It is almost Thanksgiving. Oh my God, Caitlin, what is happening? The year's Time. going by quick. It is going by quick. I've got like two cocktails in my hand. <laughs> I'm, a lot. I'm feeling good.
0: Well, we do have a Thanksgiving drink. It is very tasty, very sweet. Uh, What is it, Michelle? Okay, this
1: is, what was the name? It was like apple cider sparkler.
0: (laughs) Apple pie sparkler.
1: Apple pie sparkler, excuse me. So it's really simple to make. It's just uh, vanilla vodka, apple cider, and then some Moscato, right? Mm -hmm. Or Prosecco, or I think any kind of champagne that's a little bubbly. Yeah. Go right on top. I think you're supposed to make a cinnamon sugar rim for the outside, which I right. did not make.
0: I didn't either, but I did put some like a...
1: Uh, a little graham cracker garnish.
0: Yeah. I'm mm-hmm.
1: delicious. This is quite good. Actually, I wanted to make it to test it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. To see if we could serve it. And I'm feeling like, yes, this actually might be really good in the punch bowl. Yeah. Um, a little pre-Thanksgiving, you know, cocktail to get the party started.
0: Mm-hmm. That was delicious. So
1: I had a heck of a time, which I didn't even think would be an issue finding apple cider, sparkling apple cider. Like, not a thing in this. That's Ohio
0: for you. Boo. Yeah, they
1: were like, "Uh, what? There's some grape juice that's sparkling." <laughs> I, was, I bought that, and I was like, "No, I can't use it." So I bought some apple juice instead of apple cider, and it's quite delicious, and it's of course still sparkly from the uh moscato right so
0: yum yum the vanilla vodka and the moscato and the apple cider it really does taste like a pie it's really Mm -hmm. sweet and you can taste the apple it's it's very it's very good would you drink this
1: on thanksgiving
0: yeah for sure um i I probably would have i probably would have it instead of dessert because it's just very it's very sweet okay you're done I'm just saying, it's very. You're drunk.
1: This is last year all over again. When you're like, I'm gonna exercise after we eat. Dad, <laughs> my God, I'm gonna have a drink instead so funny. of dessert.
0: So I mean, I'm I'm on my second one. Okay, so I can't say. I'm telling
1: your dad. I'm gonna Don't. tell you.
0: <laughs> She's not gonna
1: eat dessert.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I will, of course.
1: All right, all right. What's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving dessert?
0: Thanksgiving dessert? Yeah. Or pumpkin, like pie.
1: pumpkin pie. Pumpkin or- pie. Yeah. We usually do a pumpkin pie and then um, like an apple pie or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I usually actually end up going for the apple pie.
0: I do like apple pie as well. Both I'm are winners. i
1: a fan of pumpkin.
0: Okay. Well, you can fuck yourself, so. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve it. <laughs> How do you not like pumpkin pie? What kind of basic white bitch are you? I don't know. I mean...
1: I like it, but I'm not going to be like, mm, I can't wait for that pumpkin pie. <laughs> I have uh, made uh, pumpkin cheesecake before.
0: Ooh, see, that's
1: delicious. Now we're talking. That's delicious.
0: Um, OK, you ready?
1: Yeah, let's jump into it.
0: All right. My story is about Victoria Sellers. Victoria
1: Sellers. OK.
0: And she lives in the United Kingdom. And All she's right. a physiotherapist working for the Ministry of Defense. And is a professional skydive instructor as well. What? Oh I know. God. She's hardcore. What is, what is she? A physiotherapist? Yes. What is that? Don't. Well, I'm going to look it up. For, Hold on. Okay. For I, mean, your I wasn't stupid ready. Questions. I know I said it right. I just yeah, didn't look it up. It. They help restore movement
1: and function when someone is affected by injury, illness, or disability. Well, there you go. So, all right.
0: So she has a husband named Emil. Okay. And he surprised her with skydiving trips and she has not gone in a year because she just delivered their second child. Aww. Um, so, so he's like, Here you go, girl. Like, go skydiving. So they have uh, a little girl and now a little boy. Very Aww. cute.
1: Very cute.
0: Emil was supposed to join her in the jump, but no one could watch the kids. So he was there with the kids to watch her jump.
1: Oh, goodness. That's ominous. <laughs>
0: so it's april 4th 2015 this jump was going to be the deciding factor if she was going to continue on this career path or leave it behind because she is now kind of focused more on her family so Mm -hmm. she doesn't know if she's going to come back to instruct skydiving anymore
1: is i wonder if it's like skydiving's pretty dangerous and now i have two small children do i want to be putting it at risk or it's like nah i don't know what i'm saying sorry about that last part (laughs)
0: <laughs> no that makes sense but uh so she jumps and deploys her shoe but the lines are twisted uh-uh. she stays calm and actually maneuvered herself midair to untangle the lines but she there, was not
1: damn that's like cold you're like you got to be ready to yeah not panic exactly
0: <laughs> so she was are able you screaming and crying. <laughs> She was able to untangle the lines, but she was not slowing down enough. So she decided, you know, I'm going to cut this line and deploy her emergency parachute. So she did that, <laughs> but only half of it inflated. And now she's falling fast.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> this is terrifying.
0: <laughs> the and her jump...
1: husband and children below, Can yeah. they
0: see this whole thing? I don't know. I think so. I think they were oh, there gosh. for it. But this jump was 4,000 feet high. So it was a pretty big jump. She tried to remain calm, even though the ground was coming fast. She actually lands on a freshly plowed land that actually helped break her fall. Ugh. She's actually conscious, and she is just lying there in pain. Uh, they get her help, and she has broken her pelvis, one leg, her collarbone, ribs, and she has a fractured spine, but she survives. Oh
1: my gosh! I was thinking that doesn't seem so bad, but then you went into the spine. That does sound bad.
0: Oh yeah. Luckily though, she had no head injuries, no internal bleeding. It was the broken bones that she received. So that was I, very lucky.
1: Yeah, that's incredibly lucky. I can't even. I can't even imagine falling four thousand feet, having a tiny little parachute deploy, and that's mm-hmm. it. And I can just imagine her like, woo. You
0: know, going down <laughs> even further. No, right. With
1: this dumb little parachute and then not dying. Yeah. Like, so,
0: luckily, yeah. Good job who plowed that land. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but this is not where the story ends. So, the parachute center decided to investigate because each parachute is checked by multiple well trained individuals. So, this shouldn't have happened. Oh, the investigation.
1: Like the should have never happened.
0: Correct. And the. Okay. An emergency chute as well.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, because it's only partially inflated or, mm-hmm. I guess, deployed, maybe.
0: The investigation found out that her parachute was actually tampered with. <gasps> what? Yeah. So police started to get involved, and Victoria did not want to waste people's time just in case nothing came of it. It could, again, just an accident. Someone just didn't check it right. But her husband encouraged Murdered. her to get in contact with the police. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, my God. <laughs> So as she's recovering with all her broken bones, she's surprised when a rest happens. And the rest was her husband. <gasps> <Emil>. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> that was startling.
1: <laughs> I almost actually was like, it's the husband. But that's after.
0: No, it's, <laughs> it was Emil. Uh, so I'm going to give you some backstory about the relationship. She meets him. He's 38 years old. And he's an instructor in the Royal Army Physical Training Corps. Uh, After two years of dating, they got married. After a year of being married, some suspicious things began to happen. Hmm. Like money being taken out of her account and her husband denying it, saying that she's paranoid. He started to get a lot of debt and loans under under his name. And he was just very bad with money. So bad, in fact, that Victoria did not put him in her will because she wanted to make sure that her two kids had some, you know, were taken care of. I see. So skip dad and Mm -hmm. just make sure the
1: kids are taken care of.
0: But she also had 120,000 pound life insurance out on her name and he was the beneficiary for that.
1: Oh, here it is.
0: (laughs) She was bringing in extra cash with her skydiving instructing, but had to quit when she got pregnant with her second kid. But it was not only money issues, it was also he became distant and absent from the house. Victoria received screenshots of Emile asking inappropriate questions to their teenage babysitter. And I know. Okay, so this guy (laughs) is
1: maybe just a dirtbag all over the place. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So again, he called her paranoid and just like, of course, I would never do that type of thing.
1: So can I ask you a question? I yeah. apologize. Is this what gaslighting is? Like, no, yeah. that never happened. You're a crazy person. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm it's never, also like totally sure. <laughs> yeah. It's also kind of like like I tell you what you said, but it's not correct. So I make you feel crazy that, you know, like I didn't say that, like, yes, you did. And it's like, oh, you're gaslighting me to make me think I said this, even though I didn't.
1: I see. Okay. So it's kind of making you believe something that is completely not true.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> That's a hot word right now.
1: Well, I was actually, it's funny because I was just thinking about that this morning, weirdly. I don't know why. I'm like, I don't really know the definition to that term <laughs> and like fully understand it. And so yeah. now it's a little bit more cleared up for me. So Back to Victoria and her dirtbag husband.
0: Yeah. So he was actually cheating on Victoria, and Victoria had suspected that because he's been so distant and absent from the house, but it was not with one woman. It was with two. Mm -hmm. One of them was his ex-wife, and one of them was a woman he met on Tinder.
1: Okay, I'm done with this, (laughs) ever, ever, forever. My God.
0: His text messages to one of them said, From April onwards, I can do random spontaneous. To be with you, I would do anything. And April 4th was when the skydiving trip he planned.
1: He was like, here's this cool present. I'm not going to murder you at all.
0: But there was actually one other incident a week before the trip. And it was a close call. Mm. Victoria was in their newly bought house and noticed the smell of gas in the kitchen. She texted. This guy in, is a
1: piece of work. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so she texted Emil about it, and he replied, "That's weird. Is the stove working?" And
1: she, try lighting a match and <laughs> see what happened.
0: She thought that was a bad joke and called for a gas man, who discovered a loose valve. If she would have started the oven, her and her two kids probably would have died.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. the police
0: investigated that as well and discovered it was Emil who loosened the valve. Yeah. And they know this because investigators obtained his blood sample around the valve and the marks on the valve can only be caused by loosening it and not tightening it. So since he was watching Yeah. And since he was watching the kids while she jumped, he took the parachute into the bathroom and tampered with it right before she jumped. So during the interrogation, he was very confident for being a cheating husband and suspect, but he admitted to the affairs, the debts, and being around the parachute gears. He states the worst part about today was that you arrested me in front of my subordinates. So he's just are those his children? <laughs> no, because he's a he's the training oh, guy.
1: Get- I see. He got like arrested at work or something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. So he just has like, no that's re- a weird way to describe your kids. <laughs>
0: No, he has no remorse. He couldn't give a shit. He even texted one of the women saying he doesn't think that the little boy is his. Like, he doesn't. He has, oh he has no care. That's just terrible. Yeah. So this happened in 2015, but he didn't go to trial until May of 2018. A jury convicted him of two counts of attempted murder and one count of endangering the lives of his two young children following a retrial. Uh, at the Winchester Crown Court so I guess there was a retrial so that's why it was pushed I guess uh, did, I didn't get any information about what happened at the first trial but uh, but he was sentenced to 18 years in prison oh
1: wow well good I mean do I think yeah. it should be yeah a little bit mm-hmm. do I want to go to jail for 18 years if I try to murder someone probably not but no. I guess I won't try to murder anyone whatever
0: <laughs> I'm glad that's what you took <laughs> <laughs> is that all
1: you took from this story
0: <laughs> oh my gosh no um but this is not done it's not done okay. oh my goodness well so after a year victoria wanted him to sign divorce papers and he wouldn't he would not sign these papers oh, God. so she states so 18 months On, I'm no further forward. I'm still married to him. I still have his name. I still feel shackled to him. I want to be able to move out of the house to move on and restart my life completely, perhaps in another country. But I'm still here living in the marital home, and there are memories of him at every turn in the point of colors, the curtains and the furniture we chose together. So he also with having his last name, like he ruined her credit. He just kind of ruined her whole life
1: yeah and she's looking for a fresh start and just can't get it,
0: yeah, I mean, she has broken bones all over her body. she has to go through court, and it's just it's too much.
1: yeah, oh my gosh,
0: but sorry three- victoria I know, but three years after the incident, Victoria took her first skydiving jump with the support of her friends and family, so she got back into it.
1: I am shocked to hear that I know right. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. I mean, I guess knowing that it was tampered with and it Mm -hmm. wasn't like a mistake that could happen to anybody in a weird way that's a little bit reassuring.
0: Right. (laughs) Absolutely. But she also started to see someone new. Ooh. They actually have been friends for about eight years and he was also a parachuter. So that's cool. Way to
1: get back at it, Victoria. I'm assuming he's still married.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if he finally did. I think after a certain amount of years, I think the court will just make him sign it it. or just allow it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it seems like there should be some some recourse for that. Like Mm -hmm. you don't just have to stay married against your will forever. Right.
0: No. Yeah. I think it depends on the state, though, of how long. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, no, not state. I'm sorry. They're in the UK. I don't know what their laws are over there, actually. So. Uh, She actually wrote a book called I Survived, A True Story that narrated her marriage and the events leading up to the attempted murder and trial. So that's interesting. Mm Kind of get like how they met and kind of the maybe the slow red flags she started to see after they got married.
1: Well, and I imagine that he's very charismatic.
0: Oh, I mean, they always are.
1: Quite, yeah, they,
0: exactly. They're mm-hmm. they're
1: quite charming and you know lure you in thinking that they're good people, and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: kabam, they're not at all.
0: No, but she's smart. I mean, like keeping him out of the will and all that stuff. Well, she
1: clearly knew something was up, right, with him. I mean, other than just being a little bit mad, bad with money, you know, there was. It seems like there would it would take more than that to. I mean I guess he was very, very bad with money, but it seems like it would take more than that to like eliminate him from the will.
0: Right. No, absolutely. What do I know? (laughs) (laughs) She's very lucky to survive to survive a four thousand foot drop. How disgusting Mm -hmm. to try like you tried to kill someone. You tried to kill supposed to be the love of your life. It's disgusting.
1: You know, it's so funny. Is I almost I was like this close, and I've been thinking about it all afternoon about telling the story about a woman who almost was assassinated by it. Like her husband hired a killer to come kill uh-huh. her, but I couldn't tell it because she wanted to stay with him and get no. back together. And I no. was like, no, what? This doesn't have the ending I like.
0: No, I'm censoring it,
1: <laughs> or i you could change from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why would you ever want to stay married to someone who tried to murder you?
0: Yeah, no. No, thank you. Do You know that movie, He's Just
1: Not That Into You? What?
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> mm.
1: That yeah. one was probably for money too, if I recall correctly.
0: It usually yeah. comes down to money, man.
1: Yeah, it's a fast way to get a bunch of, a boatload of money that you would yeah. probably never see otherwise.
0: It's true. So, Sad day. but she I don't smart. have any... Life insurance
1: on me, Caitlin. So don't even try it.
0: Okay. Well, am I even a beneficiary? No. Even okay, if I, could...
1: well...
0: <laughs> I think. Do you saying. know
1: that you can, like, you could take out a life insurance policy on me and never tell me.
0: Yeah. No. That's what I I've heard have happened before. Wow. Words are hard. I feel like we said <laughs> something about it. a story about that. Yeah, I
1: feel like we've actually talked about this before. But...
0: All right. Well. But well, there you go. go. a story. Get my,
1: a different story.
0: No, your story's no, gonna kidding. be great.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell this one. <laughs> it's about a. Never mind. I'm not gonna give any spoilers away. All right. Nice try. All right. Well, we're just gonna jump right into it then. This story is about Sherry Neiman and her partner Gabe. Okay. And we're in May of 2018. Okay. And up in Saskatchewan in British Columbia, or nice. I guess, oh god, I guess, oh, they're in Canada. Okay, there it is. She starts in Oh my god, Saskatchewan, and she's driving to British Columbia.
0: Okay, so I, th- I
1: think she's on the eastern side of Canada, and driving to the western side of Canada. Sounds good. Long story short, I and they're probably like, bitch, Saskatchewan's like north. You're an idiot. Who knows?
0: We got the gist.
1: Yeah, you got it. Anyway, they're driving through Canada. And these guys have, had only been dating for six months. And this is their first road trip together.
0: Oh, cute. So, ah. so
1: they were, you know, excited about the adventure. They felt like it was an adventure in many different ways. I.e., we're spending a lot of time, intense time together. So we'll see how that goes. And also we're seeing the beautiful Canadian countryside together. There we ah. go. So they're driving along the Crow's Nest Highway around 5.30 in the evening. Um, And this is May, so it's light out. You know, it's not like now where it's completely dark and you just want to kill yourself once five hits. (laughs) So, but this Crow's Nest Highway is a steep and winding road that goes through the southern Canadian Rockies. So we're going through mountains, long story short. And so Sherry was kind of looking down, texting her mother, and she just happened to look up, and she noticed in the middle of the road, there was a tree, and she's like, "Oh, what the fuck! Why is there a tree standing in the middle of the road?" What she realized a moment later is that that tree was actually being pushed by a torrent of mud. <gasps> that was gobbling up everything in this path. Oh my gosh. So, Sherry and Gabe did not know about the recent flooding that had been in the area. And now they were in the thick of it. So, Gabe and her sort of like look at each other and they're like, fuck. Mm -hmm. It says, oh, shoot. But I feel like that's not what they were. (laughs) I feel like they probably were like, fuck. What are we going to do? And they felt like that was the understatement of the century. Because within seconds, their car got overtaken by a giant mudslide. And now they're somersaulting down the cliffside. Oh, my gosh. They end up somersaulting along with the mud and trees and everything else for 900 feet. (gasps) Yeah. And so they were unconscious for a while. And Sherry sort of comes to to the sound of Gabe moaning in the seat next to her. And so he was slumped over the steering wheel, and she said there was his blood everywhere. Oh, my gosh. All inside the car. And so the car, as it turned out, had landed on a very small ledge that was among all the trees and other crap that kind of came down with them. So everything sort of, well, not everything, but a chunk of things got sort of caught on this ledge. And their car was one of them. Oh, wow. So they, on one side of them, they have the mountain. And then on the other side of them, there's a super steep drop that goes down to about 3,000 feet all oh. the way down to a
0: river. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you
1: know? So that's not terrifying like at all. So Sherry tries to open her door and she's overcome by excruciating pain. And what it turned out is she um, broke her sternum.
0: oh Um, my god yeah
1: and also her left ankle had been crushed and her foot was like turned backwards
0: yeah
1: it was turned in an unnatural way poor thing she is feeling not good um and Gabe had clearly hit the steering wheel on the way Uh down Because he had, as it turned out, a broken nasal and cheekbones, as well as his orbital bones, leaving him blind in his left eye. And then part of his skull was crushed and his scalp was nearly ripped off. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. That's probably where the majority of the blood had come from, his scalp just coming off. Oh. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: So the passenger and driver's side doors were completely crushed in. And so opening the doors, even without the excruciating pain was impossible.
0: Okay.
1: And Sherry's window, like you couldn't, it was impassable. It was, so the only way that they could get out of the car was through the driver's side window. So neither of them actually remember getting out of the car, but they managed to do it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Crawl through the window Mm -hmm. uh, with all this.
0: Mud. Awful, awful
1: pain. They probably oh, yeah. were in crazy shock. Um, oh, for sure. So they managed to get themselves free. But now they sort of sat on a log and were like, what the fuck are we going to do? We right. are at, you know, We can't go down. It's 3,000 feet, a sheer wall of cliff. We can't climb up. It's 900 feet straight up. And she's got a broken ankle. And obviously Gabe is in terrible right. shape himself. Ah, uh, okay. And they had no phone signal from being kind of so far from the road, I guess, um, and probably in the mountains as well. So we have Sherry and Gabe mm-hmm. sitting on a log, probably feeling wildly hurt and wildly hopeless uh, with no phone signal, no nothing. And so they do all that they can do and they start calling for help. You know, it's sort of a, a fool's hope that anyone would hear them, but someone did. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? So- yeah, four bystanders had actually spotted the car and were waiting towards them, like trying oh. to make it down that hill to, to get to them already.
0: Oh, my gosh. So they
1: heard them yelling and were able to find them and get to them. So once our four bystanders, um, these four men arrived, two of them helped Gabe sort of shimmy up the hill. But poor Sherry had that terrible broken foot and smashed right. ankle. So she had to be carried up. So the other two started to carry her, um carry her, one under the armpits and the other one had her legs. Oh, and okay. They were slowly trying to make their way up this, you know, deep hill. So, but it was tough going. What they would go sort of as far as they could until one of the men or both of them would sink into the mud. And so the two men who helped Gabe had to come back down, sort of they passed Sherry off to these two new fresh guys, while the two other guys dislodged themselves from the mud. And then they, the two new guys would keep walking until they got stuck in the mud. And then they would have to pass her back off to the two original guys. Oh,
0: okay. And so
1: that just kept on going. It went on for about an hour. Whoa. They buried her. They would sink into the mud. They would hand her off, and then they would help pull the other person
0: out of the mud. <laughs> it was That's crazy. So slow,
1: slow going. So by the time they reached the highway again, um, it was about seven. So all this uh, all this started around five thirty. So it's only been like an hour and a half. Gabe is totally in shock, um, and he keeps slipping in and out of consciousness. And so as soon as the EMTs arrived, they let Sherry and Gabe kiss each other goodbye. Sherry Uh, thought it was probably the last that she would ever see him. She did not. Oh, my God. I know. So they were able to kiss each other from their stretchers before loading them up into (laughs) separate ambulances. And again, she just thought she'd never see her boyfriend again. So they went to a nearby hospital and Gabe ended up being airlifted to a trauma hospital that was 260 miles away. Oh wow. Um, and I guess along the way they kept shocking him to keep him away because they didn't want him to slip into a coma.
0: Oh and I
1: know, because he's had this terrible head
0: right. injury. Um, shock him. Okay. I mean, yeah, whatever it takes, right?
1: I guess, yeah. Uh, so Gabe ended up being hospitalized for six weeks. They He had surgeries to uh, reattach his scalp. So that's good news. And Sherry ended up being uh, released from the hospital 10 days after a surgeon was able to reconnect the main artery in her left foot. So she really did some damage on yeah. her, her Turns out she will walk with a limp for the rest of her life. And Gabe permanently lost the vision in his left eye. But other than that, they're fine.
0: Really? <laughs> so
1: I know, I can't even hardly believe. Before this all happened, they really considered themselves happy-go-lucky people. And oddly enough, the accident and the crazy rescue that was like a miracle <laughs> sent from yeah. the heaven made them even more positive
0: so they just
1: kind of came away with an even brighter outlook on life they were so grateful to be alive and the experience really bonded them as a couple and they have not stopped taking road trips and in fact they a year later went back through the crow's nest highway they gave the finger to the mudslide nice i said f you guys
0: oh no they're awesome
1: That was my favorite part of the story is I can totally just imagine them just like flipping off the side Mm of the hill as they're going by, Uh, but they managed it. I don't know how.
0: (laughs) That was just very lucky to fall that far and not go all the way to the, what, 3,000 foot drop. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. They just got
1: caught on that little tiny ledge and and that people saw them and went down to help them. Yeah, that
0: is amazing as well like how fast people found them That's yeah. also cause... i know even
1: as i was reading i was like no one's fucking finding them
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i have to like climb their way out of here and she's gonna have to drag poor gabe and but no nope, they were able to be dragged by other people yeah that's lucky
0: <laughs> that is lucky. like i think Hugh probably would have bled out if it was too long you think or or probably. just head wounds just bleed a lot anyways but well, and
1: I mean, he was just not in a good state. I mean, mm-hmm. with multiple fractures all over right. his face and skull and, you know, going in and out of consciousness. And yeah, he probably very easily could have died. I know it's always amazes me. I uh, I was in a pretty severe car accident when I was young. I think I've spoken of it before, um, but I ran into a tree and we were in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we probably could have walked for like, five to 10 miles and reach something eventually. Yeah. But within probably two or three minutes of the accident, an ambulance drove by.
0: Wow. So they were
1: able to stop and help us and do all the things that we needed done that otherwise we would have been like totally in trouble. So
0: that's the scary thing is when you need help and you found out like you're just alone. That's, that's terrifying. <laughs>
1: It's terrifying. Oh, did you read about the poor guy who fell into the molten, uh, uh like molten iron? What? No. Yeah. Uh, Caterpillar worker, the, you know, the big bulldozers and stuff, Caterpillar uh-huh. brand. Uh, There was an employee there and he, there was a giant vat of, you know, melted iron that they were working with or melted something. I think it was iron and he fell in.
0: He did not survive.
1: He died oh. instantly.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Is, he was like a person and then melted nothing in like half a second.
0: His body like, did melt?
1: Yeah, everything. The bones, everything. Oh. It was. Holy there was no, cow. Yeah, nothing left.
0: And the company only got
1: fined $145,000 like because there was no guardrails around it. Oh. I, don't, I would think there would be guardrails everywhere and that they would be fined millions of dollars.
0: yeah like his family didn't sue what's that his family didn't sue
1: oh well it just happened like yesterday or something oh really oh wow okay there's probably still time
0: (laughs) that's crazy that's intense
1: yeah I was like oh my gosh I can't even the most intense terror of your life for you know a part of a second and then you're gone oh
0: that's really sad and scary (laughs) no I'm sorry (laughs) my goodness
1: I shouldn't, have not, I shouldn't have brought it up because he didn't survive. This is a survival show. Yeah, what Michelle- kind of
0: podcast do you think we're running here, Michelle? I, My I goodness. <laughs> we don't no, talk that like that crazy. here.
1: I that know. That is crazy.
0: That is know, crazy. Well, dang. Well, those are very interesting stories.
1: Yeah, we have a dirt bag and then they were getting out of dirt, so it all worked out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's funny. That's good, actually. Maybe that's I the title. <laughs> They both happened in 2000. Oh, no. He got sentenced in 2018. Didn't happen in 2018. Whatever. I know. I was all
1: excited because I thought it was even like the
0: same month. But no.
1: May and uh, April. Yeah. Oh, well. Rough. Spring. Well, he got sentenced in May.
0: He got sentenced in May of 2018. That's the spirit. So while he was on trial, they crashed in a mudslide.
1: Yeah. Almost plunged to, their, plunged to their death. But That's didn't. Scary
0: but didn't survived both of them dun, still dun. together love story there you go
1: i know i should have saved it for valentine's day damn it
0: that's a little ways away but think
1: ahead michelle think ahead
0: that's very ahead but you know. <laughs> yeah. well awesome well uh happy thanksgiving everyone happy or,
1: Thanksgiving.
0: yeah uh <laughs> thank you all for listening we hope you have a safe and happy holiday and uh we'll see you next time Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Bye.